Welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. And today we are reviewing Nocturnal Animals. Now, can we even <laughs> summarise the film? Like, how do we? I don't know. It's very hard because I think once this podcast... I'm looking forward to the end of this podcast so we can talk about it properly. Yeah. <laughs> well, not properly. Of course, we're doing it properly. But because there are the certain aspects yeah. Yeah, of it that I really want to talk about. Because I went in completely ignorant to the film and you did too, I think. Well, not completely ignorant. I knew who was in it and I kind of... I've seen the trailers loads of times of, uh, in the cinema. Oh, I hadn't seen any trailers. Yeah, I, I had seen trailers and I remember one of um, one of my friends telling me she saw it and she said it was... You either have a... Uh, like you said, polarised. Yeah. Like it would be either so shocking in a good way or shocking in a bad way. Is it a love it or hate it? Yeah, thing? yeah. But, no, well, like... It w- it, you'd either be like uh, when I went with Mr. Marina Gorski, he came out confused with the ending. He liked it, but he came out confused. And I think um, some people were confused and some people got got it. So you either got it or you didn't kind of thing. Right. Well, overall of the film itself, would you love it or hate it? Love it. Absolutely love it. Right. And well, I would agree. I mean, I loved it. Too. I thought it was exceptionally good film and I went in expecting it to be so because this is what everyone was raving about and it's one of these films which just oozes quality mm. before you go in the cast are so excellent um, it's such as it's a, the very fact that it's 16 rather than 15A or anything like that this means it's a film for adults yeah. so it's going to be serious and proper dealing with subjects and I did feel and this isn't really a spoiler but we won't say what it is but the opening scene of the film <laughs> Um, is quite shocking and graphic and disturbing, but it's meant to be. Like, mm. it's sort of saying to yourself, well, you're at fault if you find this disturbing. Yeah, sort of thing. and that I loved really that. That was one of my uh, favourite bits. Um, even um, Mr. Marino Gorski next to me, he was like, oh, here, what is this film? And I said, John, just... Oh, John. <laughs> said, You've given away his name. You've laid his father mort. <laughs> well, John, fuck it. Um, <laughs> John just said to me, uh, I said, well, John, just just let go. Like, just yeah, that get is, into well, that it. That is the thing you have to do with that. Because yeah. it is something like, oh, Jesus. Or something yeah, like don't that. And then if you just say no and just let it go. And it is, it is horrible in one respect, but that's because you're conditioned to think of this mm. as horrible. And yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm dying to see the opening Well, there. not only horrible, but it's unusual because you would never see it, that kind no, of thing. I don't especially think I in have. the cinema. Um, well, certainly not in um, Hollywood cinema. Yeah. Uh, I would expect it certainly in more European cinema, certainly in French cinema. But I think if it was a French film, they would do it to shock. Yeah. I've seen things like that in French cinema. Not quite that graphic, but graphic scenes that are done and you just know they're doing it just to be disturbing and so on. This isn't necessarily doing it. It is a shock at first, but yeah. then the whole point of it is to say, why are you shocked? 
by this. Yeah, and also I think as well it was very shocking for for the rest of the film for for like to ease you into the rest of the film. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you were, I felt like even though you're not supposed to, but it goes on for a very long time. The, the opening credits. Oh, the opening credits. Yeah, with with um with that scene, and the because it was such a film that was like very um well people were expecting this film so much waiting for it to come out because everyone wanted to see it it was intrigued by it and then when you're there with loads of people in the cinema and all mm-hmm. that scene is going on you do feel uncomfortable because you don't know how other people are reacting to it and you don't know how you should react to it and then uh, as I said you just have to let go yeah. and just get into it that's it and I mean people are probably confused now because we're nearly five minutes in and we haven't discussed anything about <laughs> what the film is about and I'm deliberately trying to avoid saying what the film is about because I did as I said I went in knowing nothing about it except the cast and not even all the cast just I particularly knew that Amy Adams was in it because she's on the posters and everything like that and but because it was so highly recommended and highly reviewed this is the quality film of the year and so on that I said no I'd rather just go in and expect to see a good film which is exactly what it did and it's the sort of film uh, there's no need to tell you about it because you would go and see it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean would, I would compare it to something like, um, oh, what's the one with Kevin Spacey? American. American Beauty. American Beauty. Yeah. Did it remind you of that? I it, don't think it's similar. I mean, it's film, but. In, in its dark ways. Yeah, yeah. kind of. It's that sort of quality yeah, of film. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it also, like, because of the plot and because it. Um, of the visuals of it and all oh, then the characters it did I I was thinking my god this is what Girl on the Train should have been alright this is what yeah be, after reading the book and all that I, this is the that level of darkness and of mystery of you literally went you don't you didn't know what was going to happen the whole film yeah. you literally that did is, not know that's, well that's why I'm saying not to say too much about yeah. it because it is some of it is you couldn't predict it terrifying yeah. At times, yeah. So, and you're just going, what the hell is going on? And, you, and also as well, some of it is you t- predict in your head because you're used to these tropes and ways in films yeah. of it's going to go this way. And then say, because this is the way it should go. Yeah. And then it might, and then it mightn't. It don't yeah. know. It's just But it kept playing with that. Like yeah. it was going in that direction and then it changed. And then, yeah. you know, so in your head, you, you just didn't know. And that's what I think Girl on the Train should have explored, like done that. But anyway... Um, well, I would say I don't like to interrupt, but I would say with even because I'm reading Girl on the Train at the moment, mm. having seen the film and not liked it, it's Girl on the Train is a thriller yeah. in itself. This yeah. isn't. This is much more than that. This is a character study. Yeah, it's very much about character. But Girl on the Train was is that as well. I don't know in what part you're in, but it does explore yeah. that because it's supposed to at the end shock you and make you confused and all that stuff, right. which Nocturnal Animals did as well. You're just Throughout the whole film, you think you know the characters, but you don't. Yeah. You know, like, it's supposed to deceive you in a way. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just you you don't know. You know nothing of the film. That's the thing. Yeah. You literally, throughout the whole film, until the end, you know absolutely nothing. Yeah, you don't know which way it's going to go. Yeah, so. And did you like, because I liked this, on that regard, the whole way it was framed, in that it's a story within a story. Mm, because yeah. Amy Adams is reading a book written by her ex-husband. Now, I will say that much about the plot. So the, st- the film is basically about the story of the book and the story yeah. of the present day, actually yeah. her life as she's reading the book. And the cutting back and forth between yeah. the two was excellent. And not I only mean, that. At no point was I going, oh, damn, or something like that. Yeah. No, and not only that, but that, that's the thing. I was so, at some points, I was just so into it. I took myself out, like, of the story and I'm like, oh, my God. I was, I was literally 
sucked into this. I, I didn't even, like, it's so unconscious that you're in a cinema when you're watching so that you're film. Up, so wrapped into the film. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this film is just amazing. It, it, like, last year's film was The Revenant, best right. film of the year. I think this is, a, 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 like, the best film of the year up until now for me. Um, not comparing it to Julietta because I think they're, they're two completely <laughs> different films. But I think compared to all the other ones that everyone was expecting to be great and all the big Hollywood films or whatever, this for me was the film. I, like, yeah. I'm, li- I'm so in love with this film. I don't know if I'm even <laughs> expressing that and showing that, but I am because the cinematography, oh yes, my I God. I knew you were going to pick up on that. Oh. In fact, while I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, Marina's going to love this. Oh, it was just um, the way, and it's Seamus McCarvey. Like, mm. it was just so... And he's a brilliant, brilliant um, cinematographer. He just showed the story so well through the cinematography, the psychology of the characters, everything was, it was there. They didn't have to say anything. Yeah. And it was there. The comparisons between characters from, and this is like, it's not spoiling anything, but between the book and real life and the way he blended both and the way it faded into one another and you could still keep up with the story you weren't I wasn't lost at any point no point you lost even though it is very dense Mm. there's a lot to take in and it is as I said cutting back and forth between the two but so many times when a film does this, cutting between two two or three stories, whatever, you get very annoyed when it leaves one to go to the other. Never. That's that what I mean is. with Girl on the Train. This yeah. is what it was well, supposed to be. Well, I'm finding that be. with the book in Girl on the Train. I'm getting just as yeah. annoyed as I did in the film. It says, oh, for God's sake, we're going back to this again. But in this case, you were, per- you were perfectly happy to stay with one story, but you didn't mind leaving it to go back yeah. to the other. It was and then once it went back to the other, you loved that. You, like, yeah. you were in that world again. And then it just sucks you out and puts you in the in, in, in the real world or whatever. Yeah. Like, it just kept going back and forth and even into the past, their past yeah. as well. And it well, just, that's it. Like There's several stories going mm. on at once and I love that concept in films. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I haven't seen it much. Have you ever read the book or do you know the book The Blind Assassin? No. It's an excellent book, Margaret Atwood. And it's basically, it's three stories. It's one about a book called The Blind Assassin, which has been written by this woman who was killed in an accident shortly after. And it's written, another story is her sister, 80 years or 50 years later, talking about the memories of that. So it's three different books yeah. in one book. Keeps cutting back and forth between them and all of them are compelling. And that's what's the case here. Yeah. And as you said, particularly, you just reminded me again when you say about the cinematography. Yet the scenes in the present, in the reality, and particularly with um, Amy Adams, are so sparse. And so, like, there's one scene where she is wearing, she's at a meeting and she's dressed entirely in white. The table she's sitting at is white and the background is all white. And it's it's two-paced white, yeah. basically, glaring. And the scenes like that, and then when you contrast it to when they're in the desert in the book, there's so much detail in there. So yeah. it is, there is a lot of yeah. great and, and not only that, but it's the way he... Like this, I think Seamus McGarvey is just brilliant because the way he put um, the environments of each character. Yeah. Like she is an artist and, you know, so all the her cinematography thing is very minimalist. If you And he knew, like they knew exactly how to use Amy Adams and her hair and her looks and everything. She's a very striking character, like yes. ver- very visually striking. So they knew how to set her hair exactly in a way that her face would be like all her, the, the details of her face you were striking or in moments where she read, she was wearing the green dress yeah. or when she was in her office that was everything like red as well and her yeah. hair was red and it was almost blending in. It's so like, it was just 
oh, it was just perfect. And the moments when she was in the bathroom or in the pool whatever and it's just the close-ups oh, I don't know it's just absolutely perfect every single bit of it it was just amazing. and you're mentioning Amy Adams there what did you think of the acting overall well obviously you liked it <laughs> she's superb yeah she is yeah I, what struck me was do you uh, you know the guy playing the sheriff Michael Shannon have you seen him before I have I a feeling I have I can't I can't place him though he was in oh was it Boardwalk Empire did you see that okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 uh, I think he's a great actor and anything he's in, he's just so mm. draws the eye immediately. He's just he's a real presence and his portrayal in this is excellent. He's just he's someone you want on your side, yeah, even yeah. though he, he can be threatening and dodgy nasty and, and so yeah, on. Yeah. But he's just so fascinating a character. And I mean yeah. he's a great actor for that. So overall I think the acting throughout but Jake Gyllenhaal was superb as well. And oh, so yeah. oh I love him. I think he is just such a, a versatile actor. Yeah. And he's just brilliant in every every way. And one of the things, actually, um, as I was watching it, I was kind of wondering as well. And I wanted to ask you, because I feel it could be, but do you think like this could be a modern film noir? Kind of. Because it, it involves the murder. It has all the pessimistic and negative things about it. It's very dark. Yeah. But like, obviously not black and white dark, but it plays with lighting. All the, time. the only thing it doesn't have is the femme fatale, I think, which can be and cannot be yeah. Amy Adams in a way. It has. It certainly has the film noir element, I would say, of pessimism. Yeah. That which was the whole original thing of film noir because I mean as we've learned in our studies there is no such genre as film noir it yeah. was just the way films were made uh, but they all had this pessimistic dark tone yeah. about things and and cynical is one yeah. way to say it yeah. and certainly there's a lot of that in this yeah. and yeah I can see film noir being applied to this as a title even though it has none of the elements of classic film noir of darkness yeah. I uh, mean, in lighting and yeah, photography yeah. but in attitude and approach Certainly, I would say. Well, that's what I mean, because film noir, actually, the thing with the darkness and all, it was because it was black and white, so they did have to play with the light oh, yeah. to make it feel that way. So now we have colour and all that. But I do think the essential elements of the atmosphere. film noir, yeah, yeah, I think it was there. So I kind of see it. And I don't know, I think it, it might be. I consider it kind of a film noir, and that's what I thought was amazing about it, is that it kind of falls into that genre, but yeah. not being it. You know, Not like being a it's classic just, yeah, film noir, yeah, but certainly yeah, in that yeah. depressing thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you this week's Marina's Annoying Character. That was very appropriate. <laughs> Are you saying her other stuff film. isn't appropriate? Oh my I'm God. It's always appropriate. I'm, just, I'm amazed every week you're so racist. she does it. <laughs> racist? <laughs> what is it? Think? Charlotte is... <laughs> If you guys don't, you know, just don't have an annoying character, and you're just trying to cover it, aren't you? That's exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah, because I, I was thinking that. <laughs> no, I do have an annoying you? character. Oh, I do. No, it's, it's my character. <laughs> <laughs> Mick. Oh, I'm the annoying character. Which Michael right. do you think it was? You're scraping the barrel with annoying characters here. Now you had, um, was it Hugh Grant when he wasn't even in the film? You've had Margot Robbie's hair. So what have you to come up with now? Me. No. All right. Um, it was that well, she was very uh, little in the film, like wasn't there as much. But um, Isla Fisher, 
Really? Yeah. Do you not like Isla Fisher as well? No, I do like Isla Fisher. Okay. I I really like her. What else is she in? And Now You See Me. I I really okay. Well, I really. I've I've seen her her before. Yeah, I really liked her there. Um, I do know because I mean, again, when I was watching it, I was saying I know her from something, and I was like, what do I know? But I think a lot of it was she was there to counteract or to contrast with Amy Adams because a similar look to them. Um, But was she? Was it the character was annoying you? Yeah, I don't know. I just thought she was very. Okay. We can't really talk about it because we give away crucial plot points of what she is doing there um, and what she is in the film. Um, I will say there was certain elements in the film that I really liked that were the superficiality of a lot of the modern world, if you like. And one scene that just struck me because I laughed out loud when I saw it was when um, Amy Adams is in her gallery and she bumps into someone a colleague or something like that and he's all dressed up in very modern poser hipster clothes mm. if you like him and she drops her phone and the phone cracks and smash glass and Amy says, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'll replace it for you and she says no need it's a new one out in two weeks <laughs> like that and that sort of culture was very strong in there and that Amy was part yeah. of mm. so it's very hard to like. There's so much I want to say yeah. on the film. What yeah. I well, I will say we don't have to say what it was. But uh, you said that John, Mr. Marina Gorski, was a bit confused about the ending. But and it is a confusing ending. What did you think of it as an ending? I thought it was very good, actually. I, I mean, it's a very. I felt that it would be a very hard film to end. Yes. Um, but I did like it because it went on for a while with you not knowing how it was going it, to end. Yeah. I was what strike me. I had had no idea it was coming to an end at that point. Well, neither were we. Yeah. Um, but like, it doesn't really matter. But the thing is, it's how it ends, and you're just there, and it, you're still there. You're you you get really anxious. Yeah, throughout it, the film, you are like that. You're no, but I mean, at that even that scene, like you feel for her, and you're like, "What's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know, is it yeah. or is it not that ending?" And we leave it at yeah. that. Because so there's it's so just, much yeah. to say. Well, it is, there is so much tension in the film like that, as you said at the end. And early on, the scene, the attack scene, shall we call it, um, where you don't know whether it's going to be an attack or not. And it's, I got angry watching it. Like, oh, for God's sake. And Jesus, yeah. it's really. T- yeah. So it's very well made yeah. film oh, yeah, on it, that regard. It messes with your emotions. So in much. In every way. Yeah. And you it don't is, know how to feel throughout the film yeah. until at the end you're like, wow. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's so tense. It's so. And as I said, a very much an adult film. And I don't mean an adult film in teams. Though there certainly is that. It's just it's a film made for adult people. Yeah. Grown up people. I mean, with intelligence. yeah. To, for you to actually understand the story and yeah. all that I think it'd be too complicated for me. and it was like even if my brother went to see it I think it, and he's 16 I think it'd still be a not that he's dumb or anything <laughs> but it's just it's a film that needs so much of you like attention wise yeah oh yeah it's you so. have to you have to participate basically in the film and I mean Given what's happened of late, it's heartwarming that this thing, that film like this can come from America. Yeah. There is still an yeah. intelligentsia in there, we shall say. Um, what, would you give it any points? 
I will. I will give it a hundred. Oh, you'll give it any points. Of course, you're going to give it points. It's brilliant. Okay. That that for me was the film of the year. And I would give it five. Stars. I wouldn't necessarily say it's film of the year because I still am loving Neon Demon. I just was really blown away by that. But I haven't this seen is, that. Yeah, yeah I, I need to, to see that, that now. That's the same one for same guy from Drive. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so, yeah, I need to see that. And it's it's just, it's very much, like this is one thing I would say, while this is very visual and a film needs to be seen in the cinema, it's it's very much a writer's film as well. Mm. It's a very good story, whereas Neon Demon, yeah, good story, film, but it is the whole visual cinematic experience yeah. of it, I would say. But I'd still give this five stars. That's my no, oh, he ca- he came came up with stars because he couldn't take it that I was given scores and he wasn't. So he came up with yeah, stars. I, I felt demeaned and yeah, less, I bet you less did. person, and, and I just had to grovel my way up to five stars. Right. Anyway, okay, we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, so next do. week. So thank you for joining us, first of all, and be sure to listen next week while we will have. Um, I don't understand that. Barney. <laughs> well, I know that. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you literally interrupt me to tell me to say what I was saying already. I know. I'm so bad at this. I'm glad you see it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So join us next week when we will be discussing trolls with our lecturer, Barney, who is um, a very interesting person to discuss films with. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so join us next week. Who? A longing of the branches to lift the little bud. A longing of the arteries to purify the blood. And let the heavens hear it. The penitential.